God of generous abundance, you give us so much. For Christ's grace and love, for the Spirit's constant presence, and for the gifts you have entrusted to us. We give you thanks and praise. As we worship this day, remind us of your abundance. Strengthen our resolve to live as the community of faith that you want us to be. In Christ's name, amen. Our scripture reading is from the 12th chapter of 1 Corinthians. When Paul wrote this letter to the church in Corinth, he was trying to help a church that had troubles. Today's passage deals with spiritual things. Here was the problem. Different members of the church had different gifts, but some were very sure that their gifts were superior to others, and some of them were jealous of other people's gifts and discounting the ones they had. So Paul wrote to them to try to clear things up. Listen now for the Word of God. And today I'll be reading from the Common English Bible. It's uh, more the language we use now and supposedly from some better translations. Brothers and sisters, I don't want you to be ignorant about spiritual gifts. You know that when you were Gentiles, you were often misled by false gods that can't even speak. So I want to make it clear to you that no one says Jesus is cursed when speaking by God's Spirit. No one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There are different spiritual gifts, but the same Spirit, and there are different ministries, and the same Lord. And there are different activities, but the same God who produces all of them in everyone. A demonstration of the Spirit is given to each person for the common good. And a word of wisdom is given by the Spirit to one person, a word of knowledge to an, another according to the same Spirit, faith to still another by the same Spirit, gifts of healing to another in the one Spirit performance of miracles to another, prophecy to another, the ability to tell spirits apart to another, different kinds of tongues to another, and the interpretation of tongues to another. All these things are produced by the one and same spirit who gives what he wants to each person. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God. Oh Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our rock and our redeemer. Have you taken down your Christmas tree yet? When I was growing up, my mother always wanted the tree gone and the Christmas decorations are all packed away by New Year's Day. Now, I know a lady who loved her Christmas tree so much, she never took it down at all. Each month, she'd redecorate the tree, making it a Valentine's tree in February and an Easter tree for another month. And in July, it would be a patriotic tree, and so on. But most of us, even those of us who celebrate the 12 days of Christmas, leaving our tree up till Epiphany, most of us 
have taken our trays down by now. But what about your presents? Have you unwrapped all your gifts? There was a Presbyterian preacher from Texas who was, a, he was the chaplain to the United States Senate, I want to know, about 20 years ago. He's written that each of us has God-given gifts, but sometimes, sometimes we don't recognize them. Sometimes we don't claim them. Sometimes we don't use them. And he lists a few reasons that we don't recognize or claim or use our gifts. First one is sin. Sin being anything that gets in the way of our relationship with God. Secondly, because we're self-centered. We don't want to use the energy. We don't use our time. We see it as our time, our energy, our gift. And thirdly, because we just get preoccupied with lesser things. We're so busy. We focus on what's temporary instead of what's eternal. So how do we know that a gift is really a spiritual gift, that is a gift from God? Well, you need a test. And in 1 John 4, chapter we read, don't believe every spirit, test the spirits to see if they're from God because many false prophets have gone into the world. This is how you know if a spirit comes from God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come as a human is from God. And every spirit that doesn't confess Jesus is not from God. Love is from God and everyone who loves is born from God and knows God. The person who doesn't love doesn't know God because God is love. So how do you discern? How do you figure out what your spiritual gifts are? Well, first we may need to answer another question. What makes a gift a spiritual gift? Everyone has gifts. In the seventh verse we read, Paul, we read Paul say, a demonstration of the Spirit is given to each person. But there's more to that verse. A demonstration of the Spirit is given to each person for the common good. Individuals are not given gifts for our personal glory it's not a matter, it's my gift and I'll use it the way I want to. Our gifts are not for personal, they're not like our personal possessions. They're given to us for the common good, for the building up, for the support, the sustaining of the church. Or as Paul writes in the 14th chapter of this letter to Corinth, giving them encouragement and comfort. Now, what are the gifts that Paul lists? Well, I count in that passage nine. First, there's the word of wisdom. The Greek word that Paul used there was defined by this fellow named Aristotle as striving after the best ends, using the best means. The commentator William Barclay said that uh, such wisdom comes not, not so much from thought and from the mind as from communion with God. The second gift is the word of knowledge. Knowledge not in the sense of knowing the trivia that will impress Alec Trebek, win Jeopardy for you, but as practical knowledge. Knowledge is knowing what to do in a situation. 
The third on the list is faith. Not the faith, the believer's faith that we all believers have, but the faith that Paul writes about in the 13th chapter of Corinthians, the faith that can move mountains. Incredible faith. And then fourth, the gifts of healing. Not that, comes, not that kind of healing that the guys on the radio, you say, put your hand on the radio, as I say, you know. Not that, I tried that. Try to help my vision, didn't help. <laughs> or sometimes it's that buy my prayer shawls or my oils or whatever and you'll be healed. Not that kind of healing. But if you've ever taken a sick child to the hospital and brought them home safe, if you've ever been put to sleep by the doctor and you wake up healthier, if a doctor or nurse or some mental health professional has helped you get better, you know from experience what's it, what it means to have been blessed by the gift of healing. Well, the fifth one is the performance of miracles, or what one call, scholar called wonderful deeds of power. Now, this may have at that time referred to exorcisms, because in those days, they didn't see mental health issues the way we do, and oftentimes it was attributed to demons, and so exorcisms, that kind of healing was what was referred to. The sixth one there is prophecy. Nowadays, prophecy is seen as foretelling the future, you know, like Greg Fishel telling you what's going to snow this week or not. Or maybe somebody on the football show is telling you who's going to win. But this is more a matter of powerful preaching that makes God's will, God's will known. Sometimes as a matter of warning. Sometimes as a matter of guidance. Seventh is the ability to tell spirits apart. That is to distinguish what's real, what's not. Eighth, they had different kinds of tongues and ninth interpretations of tongues. Well, personally, I've only... Only once or twice have I heard someone speaking in tongues. And to, to me, I was a teenager at the time, it was a kind of a string of syllables that it may have meant a lot to the speaker, but I really didn't understand what was going on, was kind of confused by it. So I've heard, I have heard speaking in tongues. I've never heard someone who had that gift of interpretation of that kind of speech. I think it's important to remember that Paul's caution is that spiritual gifts aren't for the individual, but for the building up of the community of believers that's called to be the church. Each one of us has special gifts, but all the gifts come from the same source. You've heard me say before the offering many, many times, all good gifts come from God. Well, that's from the first chapter of James where he writes, every good gift, every perfect gift comes from above. These gifts come down from the Father, creator of the heavenly lights. But wait a minute, you may say, my gift, my gift's not on that list. Well, there's nothing in what Paul wrote that says this is the entire list. He doesn't say these are the only nine spiritual gifts. Perhaps your gift is the gift of curiosity. The urge to know, to understand something, the persistence, the discipline to find out. 
That's the kind of gift that leads to cures for diseases, to improve technologies, improve treatment for ailments, leads to problem solving, figuring out what to do about the ozone layer and the warming climate. Maybe your gift is encouragement. Most of us can't play the piano like Betty or the French horn like Dylan or sing like certain talented folks like Erica and others, but we can sure encourage those who do. We may not be able to do a variety of tasks, but we can let those who do them know that we appreciate their work. Berea Presbyterian Church is blessed with lots of people who have the gift of hospitality. That is the ability, the willingness to help folks feel welcome in this family of believers. Well, you're still not sure what your spiritual gifts are? Well, what do you usually do when you aren't sure about something you want to know? Ask somebody. Even better, ask several people. Having worked several decades as a psychologist, I can tell you that you'd be amazed at what people will tell, them, tell you when you ask a question. And along the way, you may be able to learn about their gifts too, because some people have more of that gift of being able to tell the truth in love, for example, than others do. Finally, consider this. Perhaps one of your spiritual gifts is the opportunity, the ability to identify and encourage gifts that others have, sometimes even gifts they're not aware of, or that they have just never thought of as gifts that they might be able to use to be a blessing to others. Have you discerned, have you figured out what your spiritual gifts are? And if you have, the bigger question is, have you found a ways to use those gifts to build up, to comfort, to bless the community of believers called to be the church? Is it now, now the time to unwrap your spiritual gifts? Thanks be to God. May God who knows us and loves us, who calls us and saves us, bless us all with vision to see, faith to believe, and courage to act. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.